We are now completely set. If everybody can hear me, we're not hearing double. We're good to go. Yes, good. And here's my question. Can Rob make it through the intro in one take? Well, I think history says absolutely not <laughs> many, many times. Setting you up for a challenge. I was challenging you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 53 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This has been recorded on the 2nd of March 2021. We're your source for all the latest news, views, thoughts, and reviews from the sustainable world of Brewdog. Joining me today is Joanne Love, Tamsin Kennedy, and Doug Johnson. Hello. And coming up Hello. on this week's show, all the latest BrewDog beer releases and a preview of the new beers that are on the way. BrewDog have spent 18 months working on their beer schools. We dive right in and tell you what we think. We ask the question, is this the end for BrewDog Overworks? There's some major changes happening. Uh, with news on a new mailing list, a fantasy beer league, an EFP discount, gold punk cans are back, and yes, as ever, strap in tight, it's all coming up on the BrewDog News Podcast. And I did it in one, first time Tamsin, yes! I have never been prouder. <laughs> Please note, we are all shareholders in BrewDog PLC, but we do not work for or speak on behalf of BrewDog. You're listening to the BrewDog News Podcast. This podcast is only possible because of our awesome Patreons. Patreons get the podcast at least 24 hours before everyone else, and they enjoy giveaways and Patreon specials. You can become a Patreon for as little as £1 or $1 a month. Please visit patreon.com forward slash brewdognews for more details. Hello, Doug. Hello, Tamsin. Hello, Joanne. Um... Zero point in asking if anything interesting has been happening in your life, because that's what I seem to ask everyone, and they always go, <laughs> no. So I was thinking maybe instead you could tell us something that you've done that you're particularly proud of in the last couple of weeks. What a different way to introduce ourselves. Well, Doug, you're looking very confused right now. You must have done something. You, you cleared a lot ah, of snow. I have started eating a salad every day for lunch. I've done that for, I'm on week three, because I need to get my veggie intake up. So yeah, yeah. I've gone to salads every day, and I've made it three weeks, and I'm not like go- losing steam or hating myself, so take that as a win. <laughs> Very good. Tamsin, anything you're particularly proud of in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I um, I finished another chapter of the novel that I'm writing. Very good. So, pretty proud of that. God, sales are going to be through the roof when that one comes out. Joanne, have you done anything you're particularly proud of? I have brewed my first beer that I'm going to enter into a competition. Oh. Um, yep, yeah, I've done a lemon and rosemary saison that I'm going to put into Three Hills Brewing's homebrew competition. Um, and I have signed up Love Beer Learning and Women's Pint Club to be part of International Women's Collaboration Brew Day this year. That's Ooh. exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you win that competition then, because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the only thing I'm particularly proud of is I didn't buy one of the 99p triple cheeseburgers from McDonald's the other day, so <laughs> yes, anyway. It's little goals, you're fine. You're <laughs> right, less of this nonsense, let's kick off, we've got some news on beers. Okay, it's been a long while since we've actually had a proper look at what's going on with beers coming out of BrewDog. And um, despite the rumours to the contrary, there are some fascinating beers coming out of BrewDog just now. There are not many dark beers, but as we've discussed on previous podcasts, that's because they take a long time to make and demand is very high at the moment. So let's start off with the first one. I had it last night. Model Citizen, a lovely New England IPA. Have any of you tried this? Not yet. Okay, this one is absolutely amazing. Uh, I thought, okay, here we go. 6.8% New England IPA from BrewDog Collaboration. So I opened it up thinking this is going to be just okay like every other. It was so juicy and so different. Um, and I was looking at the hop list in there. Um, I wish I'd noted it down for you, Joe, but there was mm. quite a few names of hops that I didn't recognize in there that I knew you'd be going, ooh, that's interesting. So, yeah, that's definitely one to keep an eye out for. I can heartily recommend that one um, with my limited knowledge. And Mellow Laser Quest. Um, this is where we're stepping into the territory of weirdness that BrewDog are doing at the moment. Pineapple and Marshmallow IPA. Um, 
I, again, have one of them to try. I haven't got one just yet uh, in front of me. Both of those are available in Tesco, I believe, just now. Um, I'm guessing, by the lack of noise, no one's tried Mellow Laser Quest yet. Okay, another good one. You know I live in America, right? Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's probably making it a bit unfair on you. Um, Now, is that that double or nothing? Well, that's the question, isn't it? I have not James specifically said if you'd had double or nothing, this is not that, but it is similar. So, right. but no, I've still it. got some double or nothing. I'm going to try them side by side. Mm, there you <laughs> go. Oh. Yeah, get the critical view. <laughs> um, if you live in Germany, good news. You have now got Ald IPA, um, the uh, one that we talked about heaps last year. This was the one where uh, Brewdog and uh, James got, sorry, Brewdog and uh, Aldi got into a bit of a forward and backwards, and a beer came out at the end of it. Um, and there you can now get that in Germany in 440 mil cans, I believe. Mm. Nice. Which is cool, because that really is a lovely beer, that one. Um, and uh, I don't know if you can see behind me, video viewers can. Uh, there is my lockdown survival kit. It arrived. They are discounted at the moment. They are £44.95. No further discount on there. We'll come to that in a bit. Uh, but it does include free delivery. Um, I won't spoil it by, you can go online. You can actually, if you go to the product, there is a little hidden link, and you can go in there and see all the collection of it. Personally, I think pretty good value. It's working out about just two two pounds ten for a can, and uh, I can assure you that some of those things in there are definitely, definitely worth that. Um, so yeah, I did. Uh, unusually, uh, I did go and have a look at that. I did see one guy online saying that he was going to open his in the countdown to June twenty first, when the pubs are supposed to fully reopen. Certainly in England, anyway. Um, do you not know about this one, Doug? That in the UK we've been given yep. dates. Hard That's a date. brave thing to do. I mean, our, mm, our right? wonderful government, and, and far be it from me to point out the obvious, but every single time they've ever given us any date before, they've broken it. So yep. we'll mm. we'll see on that one. I wouldn't hold your breath, um, but it would be well, really, really nice. Um, the easiest way, of course, as we do round on this podcast, to tell if any lockdown dates are going to change is to check with Tamsin if she's booked any holidays or time away. <laughs> Because if she has, she can guarantee it's going to get messed up. And actually, I'll say this. I have booked my first uh, lunch back at Brewdog on the 9th of May because bookings opened, which basically means it will not be open on the 9th of May. Yeah. Um, Another one. Actually, Tamsin, I think you have tried this one. It's a a thing called Sizer. This is a collaboration between um, Hawks, uh, Brewdog's Cidery, of course, and Gosnells, or Gosnells. I'm not sure if they're pronouncing that right at all. Yeah, yeah. They're a mead producer. This is lovely. If you love cider um, and you like mead, quite sweet, but um, it is really, really gorgeous, really refreshing. It is a bit sweet. I'll say that, um, rather than a lot of hawk stuff that's kind of bitter, not bitter, mm-hmm. sharp. Sharp yeah. would be the best. Joe will keep me straight. It's more sharp than bitter. but And this one isn't. This one's sweet. So if you like your ciders kind of on that side, I think you'll love this. Um, I tried mead for the first time. Um, that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A seventy um a seventy CL bottle, a full wine bottle of it for um yeah, for, for I think it was only about eight pounds or something like that. And it was fourteen oh, and a half. There's a better one than that. You can you can buy there's a bottle you can buy harvest mead for like four ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna ask how you know this time. Uh, um but yeah it was very very honey very very sweet um i thought there was like a hint of red wine to it or maybe that was just my perception though because of the bottle it was in um but definitely wouldn't buy it again uh, I, I gave uh, <laughs> we have zoom drinks on a friday night with a pal um with two pals so i went to their houses and i genuinely t- tipped out little into little cups and left them out for them to try and made them promise they wouldn't try it till we were on the call and the faces they pulled. <laughs> That's my favourite. See, I think you, you've got to you've got to be a reenactor to really appreciate <laughs> it. I think. I think you've got to be. Have you tried it mould? I am not making faces for people just to <laughs> screenshot. Like that. There's enough dodgy pictures of me online. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, have I tried what, Joe? <laughs> try it mould or try it warm. Mm. Oh, that sounds warm even meat. Worse. Lovely. No, then it's a bit because it's got the honey in it. It's a bit like a hot toddy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. more like that. Um, the Hawks Winter Side there. Hmm. In that ballpark. All right, fair enough. But so, would you recommend that sizer then? Yes, Excellent. I would. But yeah, you gotta you gotta like things a bit sweeter. One one thing I haven't tried is I think it's pronounced Zwickle Zwickle Hellas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that's just appeared in the online store. There hasn't been any real fuss about this one. I believe it was brewed in Germany in the German brewery. Um, I guess in again, none of us here have tried it. Um, so yeah, I'd be kind of interested to hear if anybody's tried that and what they think. Um, Breedog seemed quite proud of it, so I'm sure it's bloody lovely. Um, and one other thing I wanted to mention as well, just if you, I don't know if you shop at Asda, Sainsbury's, Tesco here in the UK, um, those are the main supermarkets for us, Doug, but Tesco at the moment, um, really, really doing very well with Brewdog beers. I always hear that Morrison's seem to have the best selection of craft beers in the UK at the moment, uh, from... It's all anecdotal, of course. But um, Domo, who does the buying for Tesco, asked him to come on the podcast, but he's contractually not allowed to. Um, <laughs> he, he, well, he did do the buying for Tesco. Anyway, he's been instrumental in getting that range in. And what a cracking job he's done, because you're getting uh, the Cloudwater collab um, that's not going away, um, That's that's been around for quite some time now. Um, this lovely collab with uh, Salt that I mentioned before, the Model Citizen, things like that. Again, these are beers that, like, even a couple of years ago, you'd have gone into your local Tesco here and gone like, oh, wow, you know, it's, like, amazing to see one of them, never mind having a great selection like this. So that's fantastic. You know, it might be worth pointing out, Rob, about the price matching with supermarkets online. Yeah, um, we just noticed this. This is a breaking news story, and I should have actually had this queued up for you, Joe. Yes, uh, this is something that we only noticed yesterday and it was just shared in the forum. So I don't know if this is supposed to be public knowledge yet, whether it was a really accidental thing they put online or whether this is going ahead. But it seems like a big deal to me. Um, Price matching. Uh, It seems that uh, BrewDog are going to be matching the supermarket price online, which is a remarkable shift for BrewDog, who've always maintained that they will set their own pricing and no one's going to change that Mm -hmm. for them. Interesting, really interesting that one. That that could change a few people's perceptions of the store as well, especially because there's been a lot of moaning about discounts, which again we'll come to in a bit. All right, I'm going to wrap well, this bit it, up. It, it's already live. I, I did check actually. I did because I'm a bit of a savvy shopper. I did have a look, and yeah, as far as I could tell, as long as the beer in the supermarket is not on promotion, then Brewdog either meets or beats the price. Wow! Wow! Is, it, that is genuinely interesting. We'll see how that one pans out. Um, yeah. yeah, and just, just to wrap things up, a uh, little thing just to remind you that James said on the forum, um, James tells us there are finally some more heavyweight beers being packaged very shortly. Uh, a two-year barrel-aged 10-ton truck. So mm. um, that's fascinating. Obviously, that stout would have been made mm. long time before lockdown. <laughs> and uh, 12 Keys, which is a 6.5% West Coast IPA. Very, very bitter IPA, and with it being West Coast, hopefully uh, it won't have all that fruitiness that does kind of turn some people off to those sort of things. So, Right, I'm going to press the button. I think that's us done with beers. It is right next. You're listening to the Dog News Podcast. Okay, uh, just yesterday, uh, Brewdog announced the beer schools were live. Uh, we've not had a chance to properly look into them, so we will report back and give opinions properly on the next podcast. However, I thought it might be nice if me and Joe get a chat about them. So here's me and Joe in a couple of days' time chatting about the beer schools. Okay, uh, here's Future Us, and um, yes, BrewDog released uh, beerschool.brewdog.com, obviously their online learning experience, Um, and I will say before we start, with Joe running beer schools herself, which she has mentioned on this podcast. A few times, a few times. (laughs) um, We're definitely going to have a more critical eye on it than is, is... perhaps the average Joe on the street would. And with me being a web developer in my day job, I'm going to have a bit of a critical eye on it as well from that point of view. Um, so do take what we're about to say with a little pinch of salt. Yeah. Um, but 
Uh, yeah, so um, expectation was, um, when I hear beer school, obviously, Joe, I think you'd agree with this, with, in, in brewdog terms, a beer school is normally something that they do in the bars, and they've had short versions, they've had 10-minute ones, they've had two-hour intensive ones, and I, I've done those in the past, and they've been really, really helpful, especially when I was just starting out on my sort of, oh, God, I'm going to yeah. say it, on my beer journey. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um <laughs> But yeah, so so that was kind of what I was expecting. So I was expecting either a a video format of that. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. Or or maybe even it was um, there's videos, but perhaps it's like um, you know there's like Zoom type calls which you jump on and you actually get taught this stuff. So I don't know how you felt, but when I first went in and realised that that isn't what this is. I did feel a bit of sense of like, oh, so, so yes. Anyway, that's an awful lot of talking. Why don't we talk about what it actually is? Um, I'm putting you on the spot a bit, Joe. Do you fancy having a bash at describing to audio listeners what it actually looks like when you hit the website? So when you first come in, I am looking at it right now. So there's there's a little welcome video from James and Martin, OBS, like yeah. They were obviously going to have that. Then there's um, little introductions to our guide. So when they put this out, they that when they were first putting it out with the pre-ordering the box and everything, they were saying, you know, there there's going to be bits from Paul Jones from Cloudwater. There's going to be bits from Benny and Teo from uh, Crowns and Hops. There's some bits from uh, Dr. Charlie Bamforth, who's a malting and brewing scientist, um, and I believe. He does stuff with Sierra Nevada. Um, and then, so so there's some really big names in there. Yeah. Um, and it sounded like they were going to be leading, if not in person, no, you know, not if not live, then video lessons um, about various different aspects about beer. So you're, there's a little introduction to those people. Mm-hmm. And then there's a quiz you can take um that helps you choose what your favorite type of beer (laughs) yeah but then you can go into the classroom so then they've broken it down into like little chapters or units so it starts with beers around the world then you're going to look at malt you can look at hops yeast fruits and spices and then taste freedom I haven't actually opened that one yet, so I'm not sure what that's about but it sounds exciting Um, (laughs) but then when you go into a chapter there's then a little video of around one to three, I think at the very most, minutes Yeah. Um, that kind of introduces you to the topic. And then it's, I think the design of the website is really lovely. Yeah. But then there's a lot of reading. <laughs> um, some of it's interactive, like there's some graphic-y bits that you could, like there's some, I'm looking at the hops one right now and there's some uh, maps that you can scroll through telling you the different regions about hops. Um, there's then some bits looking at characteristics of hops and how they're categorized. Um, then it talks about the top, like how, when hops are added to beer, why that's important. Um, it's like little animations and stuff for that. And then there's suggested beers and a little quiz at the end for you to take to see if, see what knowledge you've, gained yeah through this web page um the what i think the one thing for me so and that that's the same for each of the different chapters so yeah there's there's lots of information packed in there if you know nothing about what's in your glass you're going to learn a lot from from this um the one thing that i'm slightly confused about and i don't know if because i haven't ordered the box of beer you're gonna um, talk about exactly what i was going to bring up here I so you get this box of beer, but I can't see on these web pages what beers go with which page. Like I know, like I could pick out from the box which ones are the hoppy beers and which ones I should be drinking with this information that I'm reading about. But if you don't know which ones you should be drinking, there's there are suggested beers along the bottom, but some of these aren't in your box. So how yeah. do you know which ones you're supposed to be drinking? Or are they just examples of of beers that that you can have which i yeah, suppose I should, if you don't probably, buy the box sorry joe we should probably fill the the listener in for the, for those who <clears throat> weren't paying attention before 
Brewdog advertised that this was coming and they put together a tasting box. Yeah. And it was a pre-order as well. And they've all started arriving. And I, <clears throat> I've seen a few people comment saying there's no sort of connection between these two things. Now, <clears throat> Brewdog being Brewdog, the chances are there's supposed to be something in print that was meant to go in the box. Yeah. Or there's supposed to be something. That. Maybe something on an email to sort of tie it all together a bit. But it does seem a little odd. I mean, it would be very cynical of Brewdog to sort of just sell a beer school product. You're making that face like that. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> but it, it would be, wouldn't it? I mean, it'd be it very would, cynical yeah. to do that. So I'm going to give them the benefit of doubt on that one for now. Um, and for, a lot of from... work has gone into that website. Like, it's it's it looks really nice. Um so there's a lot of thought gone into it, which is why I'm slightly surprised that there isn't a connection between the box and the website that's more yeah. explicit. From from a web developer point of view, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of work gone in here. I don't think it was a year and a half's work, as James mm. tweeted about. I mean, um, you know, it's probably a year and a half from concept to actually to this going live. Um, <clears throat> and for me personally, this is a way I kind of do like to to learn is clicking through things and being a bit more interactive with them. But I don't think this, for me, I don't think this would replace anything like the experience of being on an actual beer school. Because um, I just, I don't know, that's, it's, the, the thing about beer is is tasting it and someone talking to you about it at that exact moment, what you're smelling, what you're tasting, and interacting with you. And that's the bit that I think's missing for me at the moment yeah. here, is being able to interact with the tutor and say, I'm not getting that. Am I doing it wrong? And them going, no, some people have got different tastes. Or, or going, yeah, it's actually you've opened the wrong beer, you idiot. You know, it's... <laughs> Especially if there's no explicit one telling you which one to drink with yeah. that section. Yeah. However, saying all that, um, I'm now thinking this is actually a great resource when I've got people who are yeah. going, you know, arguing with me, going, oh, no, that's not in that beer or something. And I can, and, you know, I don't know, in that style... Being able to quickly go and, <clears throat> oh, yeah, I'm dead knowledgeable, me. Look, I'm just going through my phone, <clears throat> you know. Um, and from a, another thing I've noticed, just again from a web developer point of view, um, Joe, if you're looking right at the header, you see it's got the BrewDog logo, then it says Beer School, then it yep. says The Classroom. Yeah. That classroom there is completely unnecessary, so that means there's room there for more tabs to appear. Ah, uh, yeah. So they've designed this to grow. So they and can grow it. <clears throat> yeah, that that right from the off. So um, there is something else coming there. I'm fairly sure. So yeah, um, I think yeah. So I think that's the thing. I mean, you you've taught an awful lot of classes now. Um, I mean, content wise, I mean, I presume. I mean, I know you haven't had time to go through every word, but it, it does seem. You know the the content here seems pretty close to. Yeah, I think I think the the content's pretty close to the sort of things that I teach. Definitely. Yeah. I think the bit that's missing is that human interaction and being able to ask questions about yeah. it. If you're not yeah. sure, or if yeah, you want to repeat bits, if something's not clear, like there was, there's one bit where they're talking about yeast, and there's a whole bit about mushrooms, and I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> that's not how I would have put it, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair point. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think overall this is this is really cool. Um, I, I think that when we were talking about it on the recording uh, earlier in the week, um, Doug said this was more. He felt it would be better described as a primer rather than a school. Yes, I um, think I think that's a good but, good way. Yeah, it. that's a great way to describe it. But yeah. of course, Brewdog, we're not going to call it the beer primer because that that no. would be daft. It's it's, it's the beer school. It, yeah. you, you kind of know a little bit what you're getting. So do go and have a look. It's completely free. And, uh, I think that's the main thing. Like, there's a lot of information in there, and it is free, so you can go uh, and dip into it and have a nosy around. In fact, it's not just free. The when you first log in, you get automatically emailed a voucher for ten percent off your next online order. Yeah. So that's pretty damn cool, and it is nice to, um, you know, if again, if you're a podcast listener, you, you probably don't know what some of these folk look like in real life. So it is nice to see those little videos. Just would have liked them perhaps to be a bit longer, but yeah. Yeah, I was expecting slightly longer videos, but... Overall, though, it really nice. This doesn't seem like the sort of thing that's going to be a brew dog one that sort of disappears after six months and gets neglected. It looks like it's uh, it's here to stay, so it's a thumbs up. A cautious thumbs up from us. Yes. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Um, would be rude if you didn't give your, uh, your beer school I a mean, 
if you want to do like in-person chats <laughs> about beer, you want to go through this, like you can read all of this information. In fact, you can buy the beer box and that beer box will cover everything that I cover in my beer school and you wouldn't need to buy any other beer. Um, <laughs> come at, at my website, Love Beer Learning. This uh, would fit perfectly with my Build Your Beer Vocabulary course. In that, we also do um, sensory exercises. So you'll get a bunch of fruit, you'll get foods that, re- that, that represent those malt flavours, and we taste them and we smell them and we write down the words that they invoke for you and then how that translates into the beer that's in your glass. So you yeah. can come and do that with me at Love Beer Learning if you want to go a little step further than what is on the Brewdog website currently. Yeah, this wasn't a sponsored section, but no. I mean, <laughs> considering the amount of time that you give us to do this podcast for free, I think that's only fair. So, <laughs> Thank you very um, much. Right, back to me and you in the past. Yes, yeah. that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, it's all a bit weird. Okay, cheers, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> and that was me and Joe talking about the beer schools. Right, next story. You're listening to the Dog News Podcast. Right, our next story this evening, uh, big news coming out of Overwork. So I think it would help to give a little bit of background here. Um, it started uh, quite a few months ago now when James posted his now famous My 10 Biggest Mistakes of Brewdog CEO on uh, LinkedIn. This was posted back in uh, November. And I don't think anyone, I certainly hadn't had this feeling that this was coming uh, the um, the announcement that he put in here. Uh, I'm just finding it oversized overwork. Sometimes it's really important to do things that just don't scale. That should have been the case for Overworks, our sour beer facility. But we mistakenly mid-read the market for sour beers and we put together an amazing facility that was simply far too big. Consequently, we were under pressure from the outset and ended up making far too many different sour beers that we could hardly keep up with what was going on. We're in the process of changing the overwork setup and a new goal is to produce a limited amount of amazing beers every year with no intention to grow beyond that whatsoever. So we've now had confirmation that James wasn't, you know, talking it up there. There is going to continue to be an overworks, but it's going to be um, a really pale imitation of what it was before. Um, because um, not long after that post went up, people started asking what's happened to Richard Kilcullen. Now, um, folks on this podcast, if you've been listening for any length of time, you'll know I've always been a massive fan of Overworks. We've had Rich Kilcullen on several times. Lovely guy. Uh, And he'd gone missing. But, of course, with everything going on with COVID and everything else, we just assumed that he'd gone back to America. He was maybe working from home and he was just sort of dropped out of the public eye of Brewdog a little bit, if you like. Um, but people were started asking on the forum, and uh, nobody seemed to know. So uh, someone called Overwork Steve, O.W. Steve, posted on the forum and confirmed that um, he has actually gone. Uh, he no longer works for the company. And not only that, the rest of the Overworks team seemed to have gone, leaving literally only Steve working at Overworks. So we've gone from this huge building with one of the most important sour beer producers, Rich Kilcullen, uh, coming to Brewdog, with real fanfare and everything else, to one guy working in the warehouse on his own, it looks like, at the moment. Um, so it was all a little confusing. Uh, but Steve went into uh, a few more details. Um, yes, there is a significant downsizing going on. Um, as we've mentioned before, the building's going to be used for uh, Brewdog Distilling Co., which is growing at a phenomenal rate. Um, the actual um, yeast that uh, was formed the backbone of a lot of the Overworks beers, um, I think it's pronounced Cherami. I, I don't know if I'm getting that one right, Joe. Cherami, um, yeah. Cherami, yeah. Um, that went. Uh, that's not being used anymore. So there is um, a unconfirmed rumor that perhaps Rich Kilcullen, uh, that's perhaps his property, and he brought it to Brewdog when he was there, and he's gone away again. Uh, could be wrong on that one. Um, and uh, uh, overall, it looks like, as Steve was saying in the forum, uh, a big change of strategy uh, for Overworks. So no longer are they going to be producing anything like the range of sours. Um, they're going to really be com- uh, concentrating on the spontaneously um, fermented beers. I'm getting my terminology right here. Uh, I've got Joe staring at me as if to say, you know this, Robert. Come on, you've done this many times. Um, the other thing that st- with Steve as well is he posted up um, a sort of panoramic photo. Um, um, if you're on the video, you'll be able to see this just now. A panoramic video of the Overworks facility. Empty. 
I mean, it was just maybe two barrels in the corner, and it looked it like scary. Yeah, it really yeah, was. it looked like they completely gutted the entire operation. It was yeah, very scary. It was, and that photo went all over social media in Brewdog World anyway, without the context of Steve's text. Um, so uh, it came as no surprise then that a couple of days later, Steve came back on and really wanted to correct um, the misconception. Um, so he's now posted up a load more photos, which confirms there is still quite a lot of the photos that are there, but are a, a big number of them gone. Only the huge ones kind of remain just now. Again, he confirmed it's going to be mainly spontaneous beers. He didn't ask the question, answer the question someone answered whether uh, Punk v. Funk, which has been very popular and in supermarkets, whether that's going to continue to be brewed. Uh, but one other bit of sad news on this, he did confirm that the Overworks Tap Room, which has always been one of my favourite places to go mm-hmm. and have a beer in Brewdog World, that is now gone. Um, don't know what, and they don't know what it's going to be used for at the moment. Um, my suspicion will be it be something to do to do with Distilling Co, uh, or it'll just be turned into some nice, very very nice offices because it's got a nice view up there. Sad news. That was a lot of talking by me. Um, what do we all think? Are we going to be sad that Overworks is gone? Are we, as it was, are we excited for the future? Did they handle it well? Over to you guys. Anyone got any thoughts? That's where I got my Flying Scotsman. You so, did? Yeah. That's, uh, I think you and I recorded some there too. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be sad to see that go. But mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm always excited. I mean, Sours are definitely a niche market. Um, there are a few people who like sours and there are some people like me who really, really like sours. Um, so it's, but you know, you, you, for your company, you got to move with the market. So, you know, I never got the, um, I never understood the, the comments that I heard a lot that brew dogs sours from overworks weren't up to the world-class standard from other sour places. Um, maybe that's just my lack of knowledge of, of sour beers, but I always thought they were absolutely outstanding. I mean, you know, and so much fun in them and so much passion mm-hmm. went into them. And uh, mm-hmm. especially after, you know, spending time with Johnny and Rich and, um, oh, I'm going to remember his name in a minute. Stephen, was it? Yeah, Stephen as well. You know, those guys lived and breathed this stuff. This was, you know, there was no question. This was not, they were given complete autonomy. Um, James left them to do what they were doing and they produced fantastic stuff. So it's, yep. It is a bit sad to see. Um, it does feel like yeah, it's a couple of things, but at least hey, it's not going away altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, any take, Joe? Have you got any thoughts on the the spontaneous beers that have come out? I've only ever tried, uh, I think, sp- spontaneity number two was it, and it was nice. Um, I spontaneity number one, yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, I did enjoy it. I think I really enjoyed, and I was a massive Overworks fan, and I really enjoyed the first chunk of beers. But I think the stuff that came out last year, I think they went too quickly with it because I think it, the acidity levels hadn't mellowed off yet. And I think they were putting stuff out and actually it needed to sit a little bit longer. So I've currently got the bottom of my fridge is full of Overworks, just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've got one each of all of the the funky versions of the regular beers that they did oh wow and i'm hanging on to those and i'm feeling in the summer they'll be about ready and i can just do a mass tasting maybe there'll be people that can actually visit my house at that point in time we'll see um and then try all of them then because i think they were putting things out too quickly and whether that was because they were trying to turn it over and make lots and so then they didn't have the space to keep it in storage because the thing with with sour beers and with with mixed firm and with spontaneous uh, ferment fermentation is there can't be a timeline on it you can't right. say it's going to come out now because it's going to do what it's going to do and you've just got to keep tasting it and go this is the time let's do it and i think i think maybe they weren't doing that thing is uh, that doesn't sit right with me in in terms of thinking you could easily then sort of extrapolate that and go well was it commercial pressure had they got sales targets they needed to hit was that a thing but for me, when I met the guys and everything else, it was never there was never that sense from them. Um, and okay, maybe it changed in the last year or so, but I never felt there was the pressure on them. I just felt that they were, you know, they were enjoying putting out what they were putting out. Um, the range was perhaps a bit bigger than what they would have liked, but uh, yeah, sort of sad times then. But I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll be on this podcast a year from now going. 
best decision that Brewdog ever made. Uh, the stuff coming out of Overworks is absolutely amazing and worth every expensive penny that it is. Which is why Tamsin won't drink it, of course. Because it'll probably <laughs> oh, no. so I was, I was going to say, well, we can we're gonna have a cheap beer discussion later. But um Are we? I, I'm not I'm well, when we talk about discounts, you said for three times. Um oh, wow. the I'm not a fan of the sour beers, but it was my favourite bar because it was completely opposite to the other bar up at Evan. It was quiet. It was chill. I felt much happier with my kids there. You know, it didn't feel like kind of the crazy bar <laughs> across yeah. the road. So what I'm really hoping is they turn it into a cocktail bar for distilling. That That's makes what sense. I would love. That, I think that would be amazing. So I'm just going to say it here and hopefully someone's listening. <laughs> Well, fair enough. Um, yeah, okay, well, I think that's about all we've got to say on Overworks. We will keep you posted. Joe, it is time for your teaser question. Hopefully on this podcast we won't come out of the other side of the break and me just <laughs> tell everybody what the answer is because I've not even written it down. <laughs> so here we go with what I hope is not going to be a too difficult teaser question. Go for it. We'll, we'll see. Right, um, as an and Oh, Hold on, hold on. <laughs> right at that point, uh, your Zoom froze. Seven. I'm going to go with seven. Um, I'm going to go with 1999. Uh, <laughs> As an anti-Valentine's in 2013, what three beers did Brewdog launch? Hmm. I haven't played the Brewdog Believe video for a while. James posted on his LinkedIn the other day. I'm going to play it now. These are the things that we believe in, the things that we work for. That we strive for. That we fight for. These are the things that underpin everything we do. We believe in world-class craft beer. And we're on a mission to put the taste, the passion, and the craftsmanship back into people's beer glasses. We believe in community ownership. Our business is part owned by a community of over 70,000 beer lovers from all over the planet. We believe in independence. In an industry dominated by faceless corporations. We are making a stand for independence, a stand for authenticity, and a stand for craft. We believe in giving back. The business can be a force for good. Via our groundbreaking unicorn fund, we give away 20% of our annual profits. We believe in radical transparency. From our beer recipes to our financials, and from our profits to our future plans. We share everything. We believe in being a great employer. We believe that our long-term destiny will be completely dependent on how well we look after our amazing people. We believe in taking a stand. Most companies, are scared to take a stand for the things they believe in. We are not scared. And finally, we believe that good people drink good beer. People like me. And 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 me. Cheers. We also believe in ghosts, but there wasn't enough space on the list and it wasn't really relevant here, but go ghosts. Right. Do you know what's that was... sad about that video? There's loads of people in overworks in it who aren't there anymore. You know. Talked about. Aww. Well, then yeah. it's a fitting tribute. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Anyway, never mind that. Uh, before the break, Joe asked us a question. Joe, can you ask it again, and then we'll give you some answers. As an anti-Valentine's in 2013, what three beers did Brewdog launch? I remember. The promotion, I really do. I just can't remember what the beers were. Can we get a hint? Um, one is um, often mixed with another beer. Oh, uh, so that will be either Jackhammer or Elvis Juice. I was, I was going to say Jackhammer, but that was a funny thing about Valentine's. Hmm. Okay, unless someone's got anything else, Joe, put us out of misery. You are correct with Jack Hammer. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other two were "Hello, my name is Ingrid" and oh. "Lichtenstein Pale Ale." Mm. Nice. Mm. Thank you, Joe. Welcome. 
Okay, here we go, 15 stories in 15 minutes, where we try and do 15 stories in 15 minutes, but don't normally do 15 stories in 15 minutes. Here, I'm going to start off with the first one. Brewdog, or now, a B Corp. Mm, or a, a borp, as I've been calling them all day. Um, <laughs> if you don't know what a B Corp is by now, then, oh, please go and listen to a previous episode of the podcast, because we have been covering this for about a year now. Uh, B Corps basically mean you're extremely open and honest. You look after your employees. You look after the environment. And it also makes you look very pretty to potential investors in the case of an IPO. And um, what else? There's about 300 companies, Tamsin, you were saying? Are now 400. Registered. 400 are now registered B Corps. Uh, maybe some other names you'd recognize. There's the usual suspects, I think, like Body Shop and things like that are. But there's yeah, other names. Uh, recently, Innocent Smoothies and Greys have yep. become B Corps as well. Excellent. Um, a lot of work to get the B Corp. And it does mean that it's perhaps a bit of a, a wrong way to think of it, but. There's a lot more transparency now about things like uh, number of employees, pay caps, things like that. So um, we'll probably be finding out some facts and figures that will become quite interesting. So Radical transparency. Radical transparency, yeah. indeed. Um, Tamsin, um, would you mind telling people about this mailing list that I put you through the trauma of editing every week? No, yes. <laughs> Tired of waiting for a new episode of the Brewdog News podcast? Wow. Get your BrewDog news fix delivered straight to your inbox every Monday lunchtime. Written by Rob and translated into English by me, it is your weekly fix of what is happening in the world of BrewDog. And there's a link in the show notes. I, I am both angry and very happy at the same time. I have mixed feelings. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Tamsin. But yeah, um, the the mailing list uh, it was kind of something I just started off doing for the Facebook group was just putting in some of the news stories I'd found it then grew to go onto our podcast social media channels um, and it's really taken off and we we've well over two hundred people now um, and getting really good feedback so if you would just like an email that has just got a list of stories that I've spotted and like Tamsin says she's translated into English <laughs> so you can understand them with links because uh, on social media I don't include the links. But with links, uh, yeah, check the link below um, and you'll find it or just go to our social media channels or our website and you'll find a link there. Okay, um, we're going to chat very briefly about um, Equity for Punks, uh, which is, of course, as everybody knows, that is the name for BrewDog shareholders, BrewDog fundraising, crowdfunding. It's all called EFPs. Um, European EFPs, they are, uh, the rounds are opening back up um, because of, a little complication called Brexit. Uh, you weren't able to buy shares in BrewDog if you lived in Europe. However, Sarah Warman has been working extremely hard. She has now got Ireland back online. Um, so you can buy the shares there. So ironically, you can buy shares in BrewDog if you're in Ireland, but you can't actually buy the beer right now because Brexit. Um, there's other countries as well all over Europe. Uh, one we did here that wasn't going to be on the list for now because it's very complicated and lots of legal reasons is Italy, sadly. Uh, not sure how many Italy EFPs uh, we've got listening to this right now. Uh, but, yeah, loads of other countries. So all I'll say on that is keep an eye out. They're opening up pretty much. Um, she was giving the indication, really, we're talking matter of days for these things. So that's really cool. We've got EFP Australia. And, of course, it's our last podcast. And this is there was no fanfare on this. Our own EFP here in the UK, uh, Ray's got extended. EFP tomorrow got extended, uh, as we obviously predicted <laughs> that it would. Uh, we don't know when it'll end. Some are saying it'll probably be just before the AGM. Who knows? Uh, but I wonder if, Mr. Doug Johnson, you can give us the latest numbers. I can. So all the raises have 29 days left, which is what they're telling us. But looking at the paperwork in the United States, it could be, it's, I think it's like May or June. Mm -hmm. is when the actual cutoff date in the SEC paperwork. So we're kind of expecting it to be pushed out again, but we'll see. So in the three, I'm going to give you three stats. All, all of these have th 29 days left as of this morning. The U.S., they've raised 353760 In Australia, they've raised $577,600 with 852 investors. Wow. And in the U.K., They've raised eighteen million five hundred eighty-five and ninety-six pounds. Wow! 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 
That's quite something. So, US-wise, that's not performing that great. Australia, can you give me that Australian number again? Yes, Australia is 577. It's almost it's coming up. It's 200,000 more than the US. But Bet- between how and many they've investors? got one-tenth the people. Yeah. How many investors was that again? Uh, 852, which is the only country that lists how many actual investors. Yeah. So 677, uh, 677 is the average. 577 divided by 852. Yeah. Oh, no, no, not math again. No. Six, no. 677, that is the, the average investment. That's US, uh, sorry, yeah, that's Australian dollars, but still. Yeah. So that's pretty good. People are lumping it in. Um, so that's really encouraging. That that shows a very positive sign. Yes. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much, Doug. Thank you for the numbers. You are very welcome. Okay, let's stop doing that voice now because <laughs> we could carry on doing it. All yes, day. we could. Uh, Tamsin, get us out of this. Um, speaking of EFP tomorrow, what's going on in Ellen? Yep. Ever wonder? I'm going to do all of my bits like this because I'm drinking nine percent beer. Okay. Ever wondered what Brewdog are doing with that eighteen million pounds? Do you have to do it like this? Like <laughs> fine. You know what? I was just trying to bring some, you know, pizzazz and fun to the podcast, but it's fine. Tamsin, you just being here brings pizzazz and fun. (laughs) It does. And technical difficulties. I feel pizzazzed. And and a lot of alcohol. (laughs) Anyway. Fine. Carry on as you were. Sorry. I won't. No, no. Don't don't let us stop you. Or me. It's fine. Right. Okay. Brewdog have just, with their 18 million, have just signed off a 14 million pounds investment in a bio plant for their Ellen site, which we have talked about kind of in planning and, and things like this on this Yeah. Pod- so I, I was going to ask the, the, the actual plans and everything that we mentioned on the last yeah. podcast have all been approved. So this yeah. is them actually putting that yeah, plan Yeah. And they've back. signed the investment. So it's, it's going ahead. Right, so what it's brilliant. going to do is it's going to convert the brewing waste into biomethane and they're going to recycle their water on site. So I'm not going to talk about anaerobic digestion, but if if you want to know more, please check any of the podcasts that I've been on because I mentioned it every single time. <laughs> yep. But that's what they're doing. So it's really exciting, I think, because, you know, it's still, although the EFP is still running, they've actually, you know, they're spending the money. They're, they're doing it. Doug, um, can, sorry about this, Doug. Can you remind us what the total was for the UK um, EFP tomorrow just now? Uh, 18,585,096. So 14 million of that is just straight away, there it is. So, yeah, yeah. They, they really weren't joking when they said that all the money from EFP tomorrow goes into s- sustainability projects. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's um, huge. And, Tamsin, you're going to be... I mean, you're going to have so many reasons to visit Ellen now. You're going to be like, you're going to be drinking and looking at a construction site. You're going to be like, oh god, I have to go speak to people, find out what that is. And well, I was, we were just talking about that today because of lockdown and the way it's going in Scotland. The caravan uh, might be it. So another trip up to Ellen, I think, and I'll go and have a, a nosy over the fence and then get told to go away and never come back. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Does that happen often with you? Uh, more often than I would like. right uh doug uh, moving on moving on uh yeah um i thought it'd be nice if you could just uh remind our listeners if they missed our last little episode um what it was all about yeah i had a great chat with uh jason black who's the ceo of brewdog usa uh fill us in on everything that's moving and shaking he gave me uh about 40 minutes uh gold cans are coming to the u.s which is a big one uh the still is being built and all the licensing to get the spirits in the States are just about done. Uh, they're looking at the hop forest and the campground in Ohio because they have 42 acres there. So, yeah, lots of exciting news coming for the uh, punks in the States. And Brewdog Vegas, of course, which I don't think had been announced mm. on the last podcast. So yeah, Brewdog Vegas. That's, that's a done deal. Tamsin, Joe, are you excited about that? Well, there you go then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love Vegas. Do you? Have you been? I've yeah, been. I love Vegas. Mm. Mm. Well, I, I went uh, as a university trip. Oh, a university? What university was that? Yeah. Wow. Um, I did a degree in costume for the screen and stage, and we went and saw all the shows. <laughs> wow. I mean, I went went backstage at Jubilee, the Showgirl show. They had a oh, wow. sewing machine that. 
And that was the last we heard from Joe because yeah. once again, her audio has paused and video at exactly that moment. Thank you, Joe. I froze then. Okay, it probably was a rubbish uh-huh. story. Doug, <laughs> when, when's the distilling going to be up and running? Because I'm hoping to go to the state soon and I would love to do like a He said soon. He didn't give a date, um, but he did say soon. So there's a chance. I think. What was it? Isn't the rum going to be different? Yeah, they have to change one of the ingredients in the rum because in this in the United States it's like a toka bean. Oh, tonka bean. Yeah, tonka beans are legal in the states to put in <gasps> beverages. Wow. Um. So apparently, Hello. we carry <laughs> care more about our citizens than you people do. Um. So. <laughs> right. So we have to mm. exactly shame because tonka beans are delicious. They are. They're lovely. Yeah, no, I'm we have weird laws. Taste. So yeah, they yeah. Had to, they got to pull the tonka bean out and play with the recipe and the label um, to get that through the uh, the proper channels to say yeah, this is good. You can sell it now. So yeah, if you want to find out more about this, Tamsin, um, we do have a thing. It's called the Brew Dog News Podcast, and if you is wanted that? to go back and watch the episodes that you're not on. <laughs> <laughs> that was homeschooling. harsh homeschooling yeah yeah a good excuse um <laughs> i'm gonna move us on joe what's your one um fantasy beer league Ooh. so if you haven't heard about this it is like it's like fantasy football but it's with beers and um, um so you go to fantasy.beer and sign up so they there is a selection of beers and there there are different um, themes. I think it's about five or six different ones, and you pick one beer out of that theme um, for each one for your entry, um, and then depending on your cumulative score that is taken from Untapped, so the beer that you've chosen, whatever the current average score is that people have put into Untapped. That's when they close down play for the, that round. Uh, they add up the scores of the beers that you picked, and then there is a leaderboard. Um, I am currently 31st in the current round. It's mm. very exciting. There's only 32 people. So, no, there's so I, can only, I can only do better. Last, last time I came in, like, the bottom five. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm hoping to do better. Bottom six this time. Uh, and you can do leagues. Oh, so we oh, could, you have could a, we ah. could start a we could have a yeah we could have a league just for Brewdog News podcast. Oh, excellent! Brilliant. We could get listeners involved. Yes, excellent. That's a great idea. I think my problem is I choose the beers based on their name, not not what they taste <laughs> like or, or what they look like. Oh God, just... you're going untapped and do a bit of research and see where they're at currently. No, I I like my random method. It'll pay dividends. Tamsin buys on price anyway. Um, (laughs) uh, Speaking of price, a bit of confusion over discounts. So I've seen this a lot. I've seen it on the forum. I've seen it on people messaging. I've seen people asking me. I've had all sorts. Um, It's very confusing. When Brewdog were running their big sale over all of February, it doesn't say on the website that if an item's on sale, you're not getting any discount. Uh, and it was really confusing as well because if you could put a non-sale item in your basket, most things are on sale, a non-sale item in your basket, you would get the discount on that. So the discount wasn't working out at 10% or 5%, whatever it needed to be. Very odd. Uh, they didn't address it, which was a bit frustrating because it would have just taken a couple of little messages on the site and they could have saved a whole load mm-hmm. of hassle for themselves. Uh, but um, it does seem to be a little bit clearing now that we're into March. Um, but yes, it was just really a public service announcement to say, if you go in on the line and you wonder why your discount's not working, it might be because some of the products you're buying don't have or have already got a discount on them. Um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say on that. Has anybody else wanted to say well, anything about the discounts? Yeah, it's it's not just your EFP discount. It's like, so they're giving out, out a lot of discount codes at the moment. Um, there's plant trees and um, all these kind of things. And then the one from the base school and things like that. And none of them seem to stack or work or anything like that so there's just a lot of confusion yeah it's a bit of a shame um hopefully hopefully they'll improve it anyway but yeah so yeah there's 
fun to be had there. Um, Joe, speaking of having fun online, um, we have a date for the AGM. Yes, so the AGM will be online again, and it will be on the 10th of April, which is my birthday. It's very exciting. Okay, that's nicer than to schedule it for that. And what else do we know about the AGM? Asking for ideas. Go on the forum and give your ideas about what you think should happen at at the AGM, and maybe they'll listen. (laughs) No quiz. (laughs) (laughs) So many people have said no quiz. Haven't they locked down the box of beers for it, though? Um, don't know. There's been, I have. I was looking today, and I couldn't see any information. Yeah. There, there will be a box of beers. That's, that's I didn't right. see any information yeah, about have, what um, beers. They, they, we we covered this one in the newsletter, Tamsin. That's where that is twinkling in. Oh, your was that where I know it? Yeah, it was. Um, they have actually decided what's going in that box, and pre-orders will open very soon, which is cool. I quite like this pre-order thing uh, that they're doing. Um, I know it means you know you little bit of risk just in case like something goes wrong, but it, it's been quite nice like putting an order and then a, sort of months later it sort of turns up and it's a nice feeling when it arrives. So thumbs up on that one, um, Doug. You've got the next one. Yes. So um, there's a location in London that James tweeted about, and he's talking about a new Brewdog Brew Pub there. So I'm assuming that means you're going to brew beer there since it's a brew pub. At least that's how we term that in the States. Uh, And it's going to be called Brewdog and Friends. And they're hoping to invite uh, breweries from all over the world to kind of do brewing in residence. So little micro breweries that they're going to bring other people in. So it'll be a Brewdog bar and other breweries will come and go and brew beer and maybe collaborations. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. There's a, yeah. That should be cool. Uh, We don't know anything more than that. Uh, Just... Yeah, but it's. Uh, I am seeing this brew dog and friends thing in a few places, so I wonder if there's something coming at the AGM possibly related to that. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, yeah, and uh, remember the free uh, giveaway that they did on um, Lost Lager um, that went really, really well here in the UK. Uh, they're now doing that in France. Is it free punk? I've written down free punk in France. Was it free Lost Lager? No, it's free punk. They're giving away. I think technically uh, the rules in France mean that they have to say that Brewdog is buying you a round of drinks to, to get delivered to your home rather than like you getting free drinks. But yeah, you'll know all about that if you're in France. <laughs> and I was going to attempt to do this in uh, French, uh, but I don't speak French at all. So nope. that would have been a really stupid idea. Okay, uh, Doug, you've got another one here. Um, yeah, I thought it might be nice. There was a, a, a little bit of controversy about this one, bizarrely, on the forum, but it didn't really seem to mean anything much. I'll let well, you, you know, everybody wants people are, it, it's canning water and bottling water. I mean, there's always an issue when you put something that comes out of a tap into a container. Um, but yeah, the uh, NHS was looking for help getting water for people at the vaccination centers. So BrewDog stepped up and started canning water and delivering it there. Um, I'm sure it has to do with hygiene and separation and things, but uh, I know there's a lot of canned water in the U.S. I know that BrewDog's been canning water here too. And um, yeah, I believe yeah, it's, it was a, lot, kind of, it's, it's a lot more common in the U.S., isn't it? Yeah, very common, very common. Yeah. And uh, it was nice to see just, you know, BrewDog stepping up to help in the NHS, um, even though it's in a way that great, ruffled a few feathers, but uh, still in, in the – bigger picture it's uh it's good to see um them doing that some more so tamsin if you bite your lip any harder you're gonna actually <laughs> no. make it bleed that's why i tried to get it through anything. that real fast yeah yeah um yeah i know canning water um from a sustainability point of view it's it's not great um However, I mean, it's a short-term thing in this case and uh, very much a need that obviously BrewDog stepped up and helped with, especially they were doing it for free. And we saw that they weren't publicizing everything that they were doing with this. There was a lot more going on behind the scenes that we didn't know about. If you want to say something on it, go for it. Nope. Okay, right. Let's move on. Uh, Joe, you've got the next one. Uh, And it is gold. Gold cans are back, everybody. Uh, so every week they're going to be putting one gold can in multi-packs of Hazy Jane on the web shop. They will be in 12, 24 and 48 pack bundles um, and you can win over £25,000 worth of prizes, including a solid gold Hazy Jane can. Um, however, they have also returned in in 
packs of punk um, in your supermarket. So in Asda, if you buy uh, a pack of eight or 12 cans of punk, um, you need to then upload your receipt with it on onto um, a point on the website and you will be entered into winning a prize there. Oh, so this so is slightly different. A, oh, so there isn't going to be one buried in a can in the no. supermarkets. This is a more traditional give us your details and we'll tell you if you've won type campaign. Yep. Put your proof okay. purchase in and then you could win. Okay, I mean, why not? It's uh, it will increase sales. It's uh, it's and it's a fair swap. I mean, people know what they're doing. They go right. Well, I'm going to give you my details. I get that, but you're going to add me to a mailing list. But you've only got to that point if you're interested in Brewdog generally. Anyway, you're not probably yeah. just doing it for the incredibly remote chance of winning a gold can. Mm. But uh, yeah, have anybody here won a gold can yet? No, not yet. No, I didn't think so. I didn't think. I so. think we're banned. <laughs> uh, yeah probably Very small I, was, I was just thinking if, if Andrew is here he might have something to say about uploading your uh, supermarket receipts and uh, the data that goes along with that yeah yeah they do because they, they can process that can't they but I don't I very much doubt Bruno well they might I, actually I'm just going to shut up on that one <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, Tamsin get me out of this hole um, what's next yeah so, um, as Doug was saying, there's 29 days left to invest in EFP tomorrow. And one of the great benefits from that, which I personally used, is double discount on vegan. And I'm pretty sure it's vegetarian as well, because I asked that on the board, meals. Oh. So, um, you can get, yeah, extra discount on the excellent, excellent uh, vegetarian meals, which also are available on BrewDog now. Um, and also, if you invest, you can get a tree planted on Doug, Doug's campsite. And um, for me, the that's best... The, that's the lost forest, by the way, that BrewDog are you know, we're just, we're just, you've got to You've got to listen to everyone now. We're going to be so referential that if you miss one, the jokes will pass you by. Well, hold um, on a minute. You've already admitted you haven't been listening to We're them. also putting, like... <laughs> but we're going well, to manifest like, this, right? Like, we're going to put it out into the universe and we're going to manifest Doug to come yeah. and, and manage the Brewdog Forest. That's what we're doing. I'm just saying, I'm very open to the idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, Doug's the, Forest. Yeah, with me doing lectures on the side. Um, the, yeah. the other thing I was going to say was I think the best benefit, which we haven't really talked about in EFP tomorrow, is the uh, Growler membership for life. Oh where you get a, a growler every month and that's only with 14 shares. So I think that's well worth it. Wow. But you have to have a bar to be able to do that oh, near God. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Last one. Uh, I don't actually know how, can someone count up how many stories that was? I'm not even sure if that was, this might actually be first time we've done 15 stories. Oh, really? Uh, well, I fill everybody in. Um, if you were really excited about the fact that BrewDog switched to using DPD, which seems to have gone really well, uh, packaging issues aside, um, you'll be sad to see that they're also using Yodel. Uh, they've been trying trialing uh, it with Yodel, and the main thing is they've been uh, what they're trying to do there is get rid of um, some of these ridiculous delivery charges to Northern Ireland that we're seeing at the moment, eighteen, nineteen pound just to just to get a BrewDog order over to Northern Ireland. So. Um, yeah, there's there's going to be some changes there, but don't be surprised if you see Yodel out. It's not they're not changing to Yodel. Uh, they're just using Yodel for certain things. Um, I would imagine pre-orders and stuff like that. And I have to say, from my point of view, been no problem at all. So, yeah, that's cool. Uh, did anybody work out how many stories that was? It was fifteen. Genuinely, that's an accident. It certainly wasn't fifteen <laughs> minutes. No. Maybe if, I, maybe if I get no, shot with the editing. Minutes. So there we go. 15 <laughs> stories, 15 minutes. Just speed it up. Just play it faster. It'll be yeah. fun. Well, funnily enough, I have to do that anyway, because when I edit the show, I then play it back on YouTube at twice speed and add in all the timestamps. So I've actually hear you all lot going, and it's really funny because when Joe laughs, when Joe laughs, it's like. <laughs> nice. Anyway, sorry, sorry if I've just upset your dog. Uh, what's anything there? Um, 
Joe, have you got a joke for us? Let's let's get this thing wrapped up. I do. Um, so it, it, why I chose this one will become clear after I've done it. Um, what's an astronaut's favourite part of a computer? An astronaut's favourite part of a computer. Space bar. Space bar. <gasps> the space bar. Yes. I meant be able to go to bar. <laughs> no, I'm going in space. So that seems very appropriate. <laughs> well, we got a laugh here one way or another. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Right, Joe, if your computer will allow, uh, where can people find you? Give your own podcast and uh, be in school a plug, please. Um, if you want to talk to me specifically, I am a woman's brew on the forum. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, I have my beer school, which is Love Beer Learning, also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and TikTok. And I have my podcast, A Women's Brew, the podcast. We've been interviewing breweries. Come and have a listen. Yes, you have. I've uh, only listened to one of them so far. Um, but you're, uh, yeah, they've, they've been really responsive. That's great. That's great. Um, it's been good. Really has. Uh, Tamsin, if people want to find you. Where can they yeah, I'm Tamsin on the forum and X Tamsin X pretty much everywhere else. Awesome. And uh, Doug, if people didn't already know, you get to say those famous words. Where can they find you? I am Doug in a pub. Doug in a pub. Pretty much Excellent. everywhere. So I was about to say Doug in a pub, but not for a year. Doug in a pub. Oh yeah, yeah Doug in a pub. But it's yeah. been since, well, no, because <laughs> I've been to Brewdog Bar since this whole thing. Yeah, you have. Okay, well, thank you, Tamsi, for dragging us into the semantics oh. of Doug's own name, especially so. when yours is X, Tamsin X. No, that's Tamsin Kiss. I love you all. So, so you know, Brett and I have been really busy, so I had to hire a handyman to do some work around the house. So I made him a list, and I went to work. And when I got home, he'd only done things one, three, and five. Turns out he oh. only did odd jobs. Oh, no. See that one coming. Right, you can find me. I'm at Sunscream on Twitter, or you'll find me on all the social media channels. It comes right up on my screen here. That's it from us. You can email us, studio at brewdognewspodcast.com, or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash brewdognews. Um, <laughs> our Twitter is at brewdognews, and our Instagram is also brewdognewspodcast. Oh no, brew Don't look at brewdognews on Instagram. It's some weirdo setup, I think. Uh, show notes and past episodes are always available on our website at brewdognewspodcast.com don't forget about the mailing list as well uh, and you can also subscribe to the show if you go to our website all the details are there um, have a great few weeks everybody and we will all see you very soon bye bye, bye. bye.